Hi guys, hello, hello, hello. What is going on? It's your girl Alondra. Alright, one more time, one more time. Hi guys, what is going on? It's your girl Alondra. And y'all don't understand how excited I am to be able to just finally be in front of this camera, in front of this mic, um, with my tablet. Um, oh, my cat is under the bed inside of a cabinet. It's adorable. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you guys can hear my excitement. Literally, just like I want to say, like three days ago, I was literally throwing up. I literally had a fever, shivers, everything. I could not sleep, and even last night I couldn't sleep that much. Um, but I can't, I can't let the enemy get to me. You know, this is what God wants me to do. There's confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that I need to do this so um here I am um just super excited to be able to be God's vessel in all honesty um but uh, to start it all off I wanted to kind of let you guys know what my goal here is um hopefully I'm not too loud <laughs> because this is a one take and that's it um I don't get to edit the podcast. I don't get to do none of it. Just post it as how it is. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get to it. So this podcast is meant to help you through your generational curse um, breaker journey. Um, I know that's kind of like Kaser curse breaker journey um but it's basically like when pressure is applied god is there with us guiding us protecting us um giving us that wisdom giving us that knowledge um giving us the community that we need in order to proceed with life once we give our life to christ um and even prior to that um once I get a little bit into my testimony you'll be able to understand where I'm coming from and um how I've came to the place that I I've, I am right now. Um, just to let you know, there are certain things that are going to make me cry. We might just cry together, okay? Baby girl, baby boy, we might just cry together. Um, and that's completely fine, you know. I'm a, I can be a crybaby sometimes, and that's okay. Um, crying is healthy, whether it's for a woman or for a man. Crying is healthy, okay? Everybody has feelings. But with that being said, um, I kind of just want to not complicate things for whoever is listening to this. Um, I want to make sure that we're both on the same page, that we both understand where Alondra is coming from, you know? Um, there's going to be times where yo voy a hablar español porque yo nací en Puerto Rico y yo me crié y todo eso. Um, so yo, yo también quiero hablar español para que las personas de Puerto Rico me, um, me entiendan. Pero eso poquito a poquito porque mi español está ahí, está ahí. El acento está ahí. Pero como que hay a veces que me, como que me, me toco. Y esa, esa es una palabra. No, yo no sé. Pero vamos a seguir. Um, pero como, I mean, how I was saying, um, yeah, my testimony is going to make me cry. Um, there are certain things that I'll probably like, I'm trying to be as raw as possible, but I also don't want to hurt anybody's feelings that are listening to this because, you know, some people don't completely heal from things and they don't take things as, like, how I take them, um, which is completely fine, too. Uh, so I'm just going to try my best at this point. But let's go ahead and pray before we get started because we can't do anything before... 
like you have to pray you have to pray it's like kind of kind of getting the holy spirit on board god on board jesus like what's going on let's get to it type of thing um and make sure that we have like clarity um when we do things so prayer is very important especially when you're about to do something that you know you know the enemy's not gonna like okay um so yeah if you guys can bow your head if you can if you're driving park over no i'm just kidding just keep doing what you gotta do but anyways um (laughs) you guys gotta bear with me because this is like nobody's around me at all besides my cat um but this is still like a huge ring light in front of me there is a uh a whiteboard there and it's just like i know that people are gonna be listening to this so it kind of gives me the giggles it kind of makes me nervous you know all of that anyways sorry we all do this it's like we stop middle of the prayer okay cool um heavenly father we come before you we come before you because we want to be able to glorify you in ways that we've never glorified you before um, this is a way for me to be able to be your vessel, be able to bless others through my experiences. Although my experiences haven't been the best, um, I know that you are going to use them to be able to protect others. Father God, I pray for whoever's listening to this podcast right now. I pray that they have a sense of clarity, a sense of calmness, a sense of gentleness, a sense of like strength to know that you're going to be holding their hand through it all father god we are the light to this world and you have let us know that many many times there's been many times where i've kept my head down because i just couldn't take it no more and you said baby girl just pick your head right right right, right back up do you see that so uh, right back up you are my daughter You are an heir, and there isn't anything in this world that can keep you from what I have created you to be um, or what I have for you. And Father God, I pray that whoever's listening to this believes that as well. Um, After everything that they've been through, that they believe that there is a Father that can get them out of whatever hole that they're in, Father God. That you will never let us go. That even though we might be stuck in the forest, um with so much temptation around us that we can't get through, that you are the light there. You are our light. But let us be light to others that are poorly minded, that have that poverty mentality that they think that there's no other way out. Um, I come against the lies of the enemy telling us that we're not enough, that we have to be perfect, that we have to know the Bible from the beginning to end. Father God, that we allow ourselves to be gracious to, to ourselves and to others. Um, and that when we listen to this podcast, you allow the Holy Spirit to come between us. I mean, to come through us. <laughs> Sorry, no, not between us. Um, and that things flow the way you want them to flow. Um, I don't want this podcast to be revolving around me. This podcast is meant for you and only you, Father God. Um, so in Jesus' name, I pray life into whoever's listening to this. I pray life into their their house. I pray life into their job. I pray life into their finances. I pray life into their faithfulness. Um, I know that our faith can go up and down, especially when things are going bad. But I want to remind them that you are always there with them. You know, things might not seem like (laughs) they're going to be okay, but they are going to be okay. Um, I pray that you fortify their faith, 
like no tomorrow. I pray that you just give them an abundance of your love. Just hug them. Just hug them with your love, Father God. And just keep continue, continuing to um, cover us with your blood. Um, again, this, is po- this podcast is meant for you and only you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, guys. So um, <laughs> that was a little nerve-wracking, not going to lie. I don't know why do I feel like this. I'm a teacher. I literally have spoken in front of people and all that. But when it comes to stuff like this, like the enemy just knows how to get to me. And it's like, you don't pray good enough. You don't sound as good enough as other people. Um, you don't know the Bible like that. You stutter a lot. You speak Spanish and English, and that's why you get messed up. You know, it's like stuff like that that, you know, didn't allow me to push forward when I did want to create a podcast before. And it also wasn't meant to be until now. Um, But, you know, he he's so gracious. It doesn't matter. The fact that I'm speaking right now, he is so happy. He is so happy. The fact that you're listening right now, he is so happy. He is so proud. You could be doing anything else. You could have been listening to any other artist. You could have been listening to any other person speaking. But you decided to speak to, I mean, to listen to Alondra. <laughs> um, and for that, again, I'm grateful. He's grateful. We're both very very proud of you um I literally cannot wait to get the feedback on this because it is a lot it is a lot but um I have my notes here which (laughs) they're pretty cute I took my time with them um but I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit is just gonna write out so um I wanted to read a Bible verse because before I get into my testimony, like, it just goes to show, like, no matter what it is that you do, you're still going to be okay, you know? You just have to trust that you're going to be okay. Um, I believe, was it uh, Noah got drunk? (laughs) Who was it? Paul Paul murdered. Um, There was other people that murdered um there was people that were depressed there were people that were impatient there were people that were um suicidal there were people that were tempted adam and eve um so just because like your past had things that you know weren't so pretty that doesn't mean that god can't use you okay like look at me right now (laughs) um so uh ephesians Chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Um, And I just think that that's so beautiful because there was a time almost five years ago before I started all this and whatnot, like I was drinking and like heavy smoking. And um, I was just like, I took a, a lash class and I said, right after I was like God is so good like God is so good and I'm cursing in the video I'm just like I look a mess in the video but I was so adamant that it was God not even like knowing I didn't grow up in church I didn't go to Christian churches I didn't I mean I was I technically got baptized in a Catholic church and I did my communion and everything but it wasn't like a head-on straight I'm Catholic this is what no like I've been on my own since I was like 17 um so with that being said like I just know that my faith is so strong because of everything that he has done in my life okay um but let's uh rewind back to when I was born 
Uh, so I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. Um, my grandma mainly raised me up until the age of like I want to say ten years old. Um, my dad would drink a lot. Um, he was still an amazing dad. Like literally, like we would we lived in a farm in Puerto Rico. Like we didn't live in the city of Puerto Rico. We had pigs, cows, uh, rabbits. We had chickens all over. We had dogs. We had cats. We had birds. We had iguanas. Like we had literally everything that you can think of at a farm. Oops, sorry. Um, and there was a point where like. My dad, like, I was probably, like, four years old, five years old. And there's pictures of this. I'm going to try to find them. But um, I had gone to the back of my house, and there was un palo de mango, which is a, a mango tree in the back of my uh, grandma's house. And that's where my dad would get the horses, would change the horseshoes, and bathe them with palmolive. And, like, he would have me there, sitting right next to the horse, you know, I guess he trusted the horse so much that he wasn't going to kick me. But I was like little Landrita, you know, sitting down. Um, and th that was like an activity that we did almost every single week, changing the horseshoe. Um, the other one, another one would be like feeding the chickens the dry corn. Um, <laughs> the worst part would be like when we would have to skin the rabbit, the chicken, the the pigs like my grandfather would do that because they would they would be huge and that's something that obviously they didn't want me to see um but yeah so I lived in a farm and that's how I was raised um uh, <laughs> there's a part where it's like me and my sister like me and my sister and my dad and my mom we lived in a basement, and it was a cement basement, and there was no windows, there was no doors at a point, um, and it was just, it was just, like, hard to live, but it was, like, it still made me happy, you know? It would, it would be, like, the little things of, I wish I had tissue. <laughs> oh, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm gonna give you a Holy Spirit tissue, <laughs> but, um, it would be like exciting to be in the basement and then you hear the uh, ice cream truck coming and then my grandma, you could just hear her coming talking about, Mamita, tengo 25 chavos para ti para que te compre helado. And um, we would go and we would get ice cream and um, yeah, so it was like little stuff like that. But um, yeah, so my mom, she was in and out a lot um, of my life. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, it's the joy in me that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so my mom was in and out of my life. I did stay with my grandma's sister for a little bit. And I can remember that she would take me to all these Spanish, um, uh, parties and we would be there till really late, you know, sleeping on the couch. Yeah, Spanish people know about that. Uh, but there was a point where it was, like, very toxic between my mom and my dad, you know, with my dad drinking so much. Even though he's a great father, he still had that, that part of him that wasn't, like, the best. Um, and then with my mom, my mom liked to go out a lot. And she was young. She was young, you know. She went through a lot of things that it's, like, if I would have went through that, like, and I didn't know Jesus, I think that I wouldn't have been able to pick myself back up. My mom was um, a, 
uh, one of like 12 siblings. So she she dealt with a lot. And then my dad only had two other siblings. So it wasn't as bad. Um, but yeah, we cooked outside. We did everything outside, basically. Um, when it would rain, we would have to cover the doors and the windows with blankets. Like, it, it was it was something, all right. Um, but it, it was still a good life to me in my eyes. You know, I didn't think about all these things until I came to Christ. And I was just like, wow. Like, I've suffered a lot. I've suffered a lot. And no wonder why, like, God handpicked me because there's so many different things that I could have been doing but he decided to say no Elantra should come in with me you're mine you know um so then that was that anyways so I was uh, 10 years old when I moved to Connecticut and Connecticut was it was it was lit for a little bit <laughs> um I was there from like 2010 to like 20 or actually, it's 2009, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, it was something like that. But I was there for a little bit. Like, I went to middle school there. Then I went to freshman year and half a sophomore year. And that's when I decided to move again. Well, my mom did because she got remarried. Um, because a lot of things happened. Um, when I went to Connecticut, it was it was great because, like, I had great friends. Friends that I still have to this day. Um, and... I went through a lot of traumatic experiences. Um, my dad was kidnapped. Um, we had to stay in a area where it was just me and my sister and my dad and my mom so they wouldn't get to us. Um, uh, <laughs> there were so many things that like our, my parents put us through, but again, it's not technically... It's their fault to a certain extent because it's like you can't expect someone to give you something if they didn't get it from their parents or from a friend or a girlfriend or whatever the case is. You can't expect somebody to give you something if they haven't received it from somebody else prior to you. Um, and I think that's how I came to the conclusion of being able to forgive them um, because me as a mom of two right now, there's many things that if I wasn't by God, I probably would have traumatized them by now, um, to be completely honest. Um, there's just things that I can't, I can't prevent unless if Holy Spirit is guiding me, unless if God is giving me the discernment, telling me like, you probably shouldn't be there. You probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, but yeah, like, my mom would go into bars trying to find my dad, and she would find him, like, cheating, and then I'll be in the car with, like, a gun in the back seat. Make that make sense, you know? But, again, I don't blame her. She tried her best. You know, anxiety gets to you. Depression gets to you. All these different thoughts are getting to you. How are you supposed to react, honestly, at this point? Um, so, it is hard to, you know, deal with all that. Um... But there was times where even with my own family members, they got caught stealing and we were with them. 
we had to see them go go to jail while we were waiting in the police station for somebody to pick us up, me and my sister, you know? There's, like, things like that, but I will say that I did have the best high school experience. That, like, mm, there's so many people that are close to my heart, and I will never forget, and I hope that when they have their 10-year reunion, they include me, even though I didn't graduate, because that's home to me, okay? That's home. Like, agriculture bus, like, mm. I can say names, but I just, like, I can't, I can't, um, but yeah, so, there was a time where my dad pushed me down the stairs, there was a time where he chose his girlfriend over me and my sister, there was a time where my mom got remarried, oh, wait, no, that's to the next level, like, why we moved to Delaware at that point, um, but I think that at that point, when I was, like, 14, 15, that's when I started to dip into the bisexual part of my life um I I was confused um I felt abandoned by my parents I felt like neglected in so many different ways I didn't have my grandparents um there was a lot of things going on and I just felt like I liked girls I felt like I was attracted to girls um and to this point I, I just know that if I got loved properly and if things went differently, I probably would have never felt the need to not want to be like that. Like, I, I, I wouldn't have been so scared and, like, fearful of men in general, too. Let me just say that. Um, sorry. Yeah, because it was just, like... I feel more comfortable with a girl, so I'm just gonna stick with a girl rather than going with a guy. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, it's just like, there was a lot of things, and that just didn't go away just because I moved to Delaware. Like, no, that didn't go away. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's, that's, that's it so far. And then, <laughs> if we go into the Delaware part, like, my mom loved moving, and Excuse me, I think that that was a way of her leaving stuff behind and, like, running away from her problems. Um, I, I'm helping her with it right now because nobody's perfect. Um, I don't want my kids to go through the same thing, so I'm trying to help my mom, my kids, and just everyone as I can. But moving was her alternative. Moving was her getaway, you know? So I think that at that point... We we can't blame her for, for things, and I'm not going to blame her for anything. I think that there was just... She was still young, you know? She was still so young. Um, but yeah, so I ended up moving to Delaware half of sophomore year, and Delaware was cool. Delaware was cool. Like, I went from Puerto Rico, like, having to walk 10 miles with me and my dad and my sister to get to school at, like, four or five years old up until, like, I was 10 years old, then to go to Connecticut, where it was, like, more urban-ish, um, I was taking a bus, you know, I was still walking, but it wasn't 10 miles to get to school, uh, and then, let me see when I get to Delaware that was like more preppy more like put together like it was like wow this is America you know but there was no taxes no taxes in Delaware shout out to them um but I had a great time in Delaware they showed me 
a lot of things that you see on TV, honestly. Um, the clicks, the sports, the rich life, the drug life. Um, so I, I think that Delaware was cool, but it was a little too boring for me and my family. So we said we're leaving. <laughs> and after six months, we decided to leave. Um, and I can't really tell you too much about Delaware because I was only there for like six months. Um, so yeah, I even wrote it. Nothing really happened here. <laughs> so, but my mom did get remarried. Um, and, uh, yeah. So once, once, uh, my mom said, all right, we're leaving. That was it. Um, my mom did the best that she could, and when we when she decided to move to Pennsylvania, um, I had ended up in Kensington High School. So it's like four different high schools in one, um, and this is where it was like very, very urban. Like I'm talking about like Kensington Urban, Kensington um, Business, Kensington um, Culinary Arts, and then Kensington Health and Science. Um, you would think like, like Alondra would be in health and science or culinary, culinary arts or something along those lines. No, they put me in Kensington Urban. Kensington Urban was connected to Kensington Business and it was like, it was like animals up in there. Like I did not belong there at all. So it was definitely like, it was a lot of change. I was always the new girl. I was always the, oh, who's that pretty girl? Who's that girl? Who Who's this? Like, and, and it would just be kind of like annoying because even though I didn't want to talk to people, I had no choice but to talk to people. So it's like, yeah. Um. So in that class, I went from having a class of like, I don't know, I think it was nearly like 150 in Delaware, and then prior to that in Connecticut, it was probably like, I don't know, like 200, 152. This class was literally like 54 kids. And not that there was anything wrong with it. I just didn't expect my high school experience to be like that. I expected it to be a whole different ball game. Like, their sports wasn't in the same building. Um, the building was, like, covered in, like, these metal, like, covers and it was just like it was crazy honestly it was crazy um it was definitely different I did not expect that that's when I started to see more homeless people around that's when I had no choice but to walk through the homeless people um and uh yeah so that was in I graduated in 2014 um then I started volunteer at the animal shelter at PSPCA and I did over 750 hours um as volunteer and I was the humane litigation um assistant for a little bit I was an adoption counselor I was a vet assistant um and it all started by this one older lady uh she was probably like 50 something and I was probably like 16 she would pick me up every single day to go to the animal shelter she'll buy me breakfast she'll buy me lunch and to this day I, I pray that lady's doing good but she saved me like, she literally saved my teenage years. She protected me. And that's something that is, like, so special to me because it's, like, nobody else did that, you know? My mom let me travel from Pennsylvania to Connecticut on a bus and on a train. Like, it was just, like, crazy. Um, but with that being said, 
Um, that was a time where I, I met my baby's father. Um, my baby boy's dad. And um, we ended up living together at some point because of something bad that had happened with a family member. And we had to go through court. And it was just, like, not good. It was just, like, not good. It was not healthy. Um, but uh, once that happened... Um, I had moved out in 2015, so I was 17 at the time. Um, I had gotten a car, I had gotten a job, I had gotten a, the house, I moved in with their dad, um, and we were we were good, we were good. And then like a year later, we found out we were pregnant. Um, it, it was it was scary. It was scary. Like we really thought like our parents were gonna. <laughs> do one of those and the uppercut and just like mm, a lot um but they were so excited when we told them like obviously we had our own place we had everything going for ourselves you know so it wasn't like they were so upset we ended up moving out of KOP I mean out of Pennsylvania well no 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 out of Philadelphia and we moved to KOP area um I got an emergency vet tech job and I was there for a little bit uh, and I loved it, but it was just, like, very draining. Like, I was trying to breastfeed. I breastfed up until, like, I was six months old. And um, I just couldn't do it no more because they had me doing emergency overnight. Um, and I, I was not spending no time with their dad. It was, like, stress after stress after struggle after struggle. Like, it was just, like, not healthy at all. Um, so... I, I let it be for a little bit and we ended up breaking up because like we just couldn't do it no more um and that was a very tough time like I did not take it good at all I did not take it good at all I was doing things I wasn't supposed to I was hanging out with people I wasn't supposed to I was I was drinking I was smoking like I was just doing whatever to kind of fill in the void and not think about what just happened and, like, being a new mom. Again, I didn't have my mom. I didn't have my dad because my dad stood in Connecticut. And then my mom had ended up moving to Texas. So no family here whatsoever. And me and my sister, like, we're good now. But we didn't have, like, the best relationship at that time. So it was just, like, let's just try my best to live here, you know. But that's when I just, I, like... Started doing Uber and Lyft. So I did Uber and Lyft for like a whole year. I saved up my money and I moved out. I got my own place. Um, and it wasn't in like the best location, but I still like did the best that I could. Um, sorry, my cat is trying to open the door. Um, I wish he would just go to sleep. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, so... Um, I did Uber and Lyft for a little bit, and it was it was horrible. It was so scary, um, but that was, like, the fast, easy money. Um, now, what I'm about to tell you is crazy. But uh, when I was doing one of those uh, Uber and Lyft rides, you know, it had taken me all the way to, like, Jersey. And uh, the girl that was in my car at that time, um, she was, like, telling me, ah, like, you know, we just hit it off because she was so pretty and she seemed so nice and everything. Come to find out, she was, like, she was, like, not my friend. She was one of those people where it was, like, she was, like, she just, she gave me the vibes of, I want to beat you. 
but I don't I didn't want I don't want to say that because obviously like clearly she's seen something that she liked about me and she probably admired um I wish her the best you know I pray that she's doing okay now um she has a lot of potential but at that time it was just like mm. um but because of her I ended up getting a server job and I was like bartender bar back bottle girl you know how they be going up you know showing the signs and stuff like that yeah so that was that and that was such a sad time in my life like that was when it all went downhill like down downhill like the father of my kids want nothing to do with me he just literally like it, it was like horrible it was horrible I had no guidance nobody there for me it was just like really really bad um and I did that for almost like I don't know eight nine months and in 2019, that's when things started to get back up there. And I said, you know what? Like, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to just lay in bed, you know, smoking. Um, I don't want to just drink my day away because I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to be there. So I would be like, oh, let me do this. So then that way the day goes by faster. Like, it was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, my child deserves better. That's when I started to get, like more of a clarity of things um and then I seen a sponsorship on Instagram and it was like talking about how oh you can make $145,000 in less than a year if you take this lash class and I was like oh you know I'm all about fast money <laughs> I need that I need that like yesterday um so I was like you know what let me take the class so then when I signed up it was like a $250 deposit but the class was $1,500 so that meant that I needed 1250 to pay for the class when it came up. That night, the night before I had to take the last class, I was actually working two jobs. So I left the server job, excuse me, and then my friend had gotten me another job as another server, but this one was the kind of overnight to like 4 or 5 in the morning. And that night, I kid you not, kid you not <laughs> it's like I knew God wanted me out of there God literally pulled me through that shift and I cried like three times in the bathroom I was like how am I gonna pay for this last class tomorrow how am I gonna do this he said it's okay we'll figure it out the night before I took my rent money and I put it aside for the last class I said, I'm going to find a way to pay for this lash class. And I'm going to find a way to make it back up because I don't want to be out in the street. So I had so much faith that God was going to pull through. Um, and I literally made over $1,000 that night. I don't know how. <laughs> how. But I did. And it was just like, wow, God is so good. God is so good. And it brings me back to that video that I was telling you about in the beginning. Um, he literally said, don't be afraid for I am with you. And which is Isaiah, Isaiah 40, I hope that's okay. I, I think that's what it is. Isaiah 43, 5 for I am with you. Um, or don't be afraid for I am with you. But yeah, so I was just like, oh my God, like you're so good. You're so good. Uh, so then that same morning I went to the gym. 
like 7 in the morning after I got home at like 4 or 5. I couldn't sleep. I went to the gym. I got dressed. And I went straight to my lash class. And then I took the lash class. And literally almost 5 years later, I've owned a salon, which made over 6 figures. I've helped people open up their business. I took my esthetician course. I took my esthetician teacher's course. Um, I've spoken in front of people. I'm like preparing to help out at a high school at a cosmetology program like god has blessed me in so many ways there's no way no way that i can't sit here and speak about his goodness there's no way (laughs) you know i've impacted so many girls i've impacted so many girls and it just, it just like goes to show everything that God can use you for, you know? He's, he's just like so, so good. But what I will tell you is that no matter what I've gone through, and my pastors were just talking about this, there's no place like home. There's no place like home, you know? Regardless of what it is that I have here, and that's one problem that we have is that we're never satisfied. You can have the most money, the most love, the most everything. You could be the prettiest girl. You could get your body done. You can do stuff to just make yourself happy. We are not satisfied. And that's honestly something that's very disgusting of us. Because there's people that don't have what we have. There's people that don't have food, shelter, like family around. That don't have a stable home. Not even a bed. Not even a warm water. And we're sitting here wanting more. But getting back to what I was just saying. There's no place like home. And you might think like. She's probably talking about Puerto Rico. Because like, La Isla del Encanto. Why wouldn't you want to be in Puerto Rico? You're here in Pennsylvania. It's like, what? No, I'm talking about in the presence of God. (laughs) Talking about in the presence of God. I can go to Puerto Rico and it would be all good. You know, for the first like maybe two, three weeks a month. But you're still going to need God at the end of the day. You're still going to need his guidance. You're still going to need him to love on you and give you that wisdom, that community that he wants you to have. So there's no place like home and wherever God is, that's where home is. And I'm just so excited to be able to share my testimony, little glimpse of it with you guys, because if God did this with me, He can do this with you. I don't care if you are, if you are 70 something years old, or if you're 15 years old, 10 years old, He will make a way for you. It is never too late for you. You're never in this alone. Whether somebody is mentally abusing you, physically abusing you, verbally abusing you, you are meant to be here for a reason. And that reason, Only God knows, but he wants you to walk with his love, with his authority, with just his kindness, his gentleness. So don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. This is me telling you to never give up. There's always so much more out there. Um, You just have to be patient. You just really have to be patient. Um, 
And, like, my story reminds me of Nehemiah's. Um, Nehemiah's, uh, was a story in the Bible where it talks about that he wanted to rebuild, um, the wall. I don't know exactly which wall, but a wall. And he had to go through certain things to be able to push through. There was people telling them, like, or telling him, like, oh, you know, you should forget about the wall. Don't build the wall. Are you sure you want to do this? They were telling him to leave the premises so they can attack where his workers were. But he just never, never left because he trusted God. God wanted him to rebuild that wall. And there was a point in the story where it talks about how he, in his left hand, he had the, um, the armor, which to protect himself, the, um, the armor of God. And then on the other hand, he talks about where he had the actual weapons, you know, to, to build the wall. Or not weapons, but, uh, supplies to build the wall. And that's how they worked. They knew they were gonna get attacked at some point, but they were just ready with the armor of God, you know, wisdom, knowledge, um, being able to walk in authority, you know, that type of stuff that God gives you, you know, the discernment. Um, and then on the other hand, it's like, we're still going to work for what we want, what you want us to do. So it doesn't stop. And it should be like that with our life, regardless of what life throws at you, you should still be ready to keep going. If the enemy is like trying to attack you, you don't run away. You don't move somewhere else. You don't hide from it. You don't ignore it. You don't try to cover it up, put it under the, what do people say? The carpet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Spanglish, guys. Um, but no, you like run after him. Like the enemy knows. You're onto something. The enemy knows that, you know, there isn't anything that's going to stop you because God is right behind you, protecting you. Um, so if something's happening in your life and you're like, wow, this is so hard. Like, I cannot believe that this is happening as soon as I started following God. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. The enemy knows that you're not a threat. He don't have to worry about anybody else right now. Especially those people that aren't interested in God. He has to worry about you because now you have the authority to stand up and pray against that. Rebuke what he had said over your life or the people that said something over your life. You have authority and just walk with that. Um, so, yeah, my story is like, it's like all over the place. I'm like sweating. Um, but I'm just like really excited for this. Um, there's so many more things that I've learned that I want to speak on. Um, I will be doing this twice a month, every other Monday. Uh, I will be trying to drop in the morning, like 6am. Cause yeah, no, I like going to the gym in the morning. So I want to have it ready for y'all. So y'all can listen to on your way to work, on your way to dropping off your kids. Um, or just doing whatever it is, you know. Uh, so I'm going to try my best to work on this thing. But this is my first one. Sorry it's so long. Um, I will not be offended if you tell me, listen, girl, I skipped through it. I feel you. You are strong. I got you. It's okay. Um, God is going to allow you to listen to what it is that he wants you to receive. Um, but yeah, so just try to follow his theology. Not, not yours. Don't try to fall on your own understanding. Follow his theology, his understanding. Pastor Mark put us on to that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, there's many, many more things to come. I pray that you guys have an amazing day, amazing week. 
um just know that you guys are more than welcome to just write to me you know call me if you have my number and just let me know like whatever it is that you need prayer for i will try my hardest you know um it's all about your faith your faith and the joy the peace that comes with the joy i think that everybody's like why are you so happy all the time why are you always like so jolly and blah 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 and before i used to think that that was annoying but now i'm just like Listen, God lives here. God is in this body. This is no longer my body, okay? Um, this is just the physical attraction to it, you know? But I'll pray us out. <laughs> uh, I would uh, let you guys a little, let you guys know a little bit more as time gets closer for the next video. But this video, as you already noticed, it's named after my test <laughs> because I got tested so much. <laughs> In the past 27 years, um, test ammonia, okay? But again, thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, and uh, yeah, God bless you guys. Have a great day. Mwah. Bye!